Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Momiji, designed by Dario Massarenti and Francesco Testini of Tangarten. The artist was Etienne, uh, published in 2021 by Deer Games. During the last months of the solar year, the trees turn vivid hues of red, orange, and yellow. It's this combination of cool weather and striking sights that makes fall one of the most breathtaking moments in Japan. The cold wind, dancing of the leaves falling from the maple trees, and the animals preparing for hibernation creates this romantic painting that visitors will never forget. Visit the Imperial Gardens, admire the delights of nature, and fall under the spell of stunning autumn colors of Japan. The mechanics are hand management, memory, open drafting, set collection, solo solitaire, and variable player powers. And the box art? Yeah, it's very pretty. It's um, It looks like we're going to be uh, doing something with fall colors for sure. Uh, it's like almost like a Disney movie poster or something. It's like kind of as an animated um, scene with, I don't know, what is it? A little deer? Deer. A little deer. Um, Overlooking a, a mountain lake with a pagoda on it. Mm-hmm. And um, some, mm-hmm. some, some leaves, leaves falling, falling. Yep. from the autumn trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's definitely, yeah, I, I don't know that there's much to add. It's, um, there's not really a lot going on. There's just the deer, the shrine, and Mount Fuji, some trees. I'm going to say watercolor. Okay. <laughs> sure. It does have the watercolor ask. I almost said it, but I did not want to give you the pleasure. I feel like Kate was right on the cusp of saying watercolor. <laughs> yeah. which she went I actually cartoon. really wasn't. There's some Dang well-defined it. lines there. Uh, I don't put that in the watercolor category. Okay, you know more about watercolors than I do, clearly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf, Kate? Um... I, I think so. Uh, probably just more so the cover than any of the other things. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it looks um, it looks cute. Um, yeah the the description. I don't know that that would really pull me off. Um, like just the fall leaves. I don't know. It just. Yeah, it, the description was kind of not what I was expecting. I don't know why. Um, I'd pull it off the shelf just again for the box art. That deer looks like something interesting is happening, and I want to know what he's looking at. <laughs> um, is he looking at the pagoda, or is it something off to the other side of the lake, the hidden distance. by the tree? Yeah, Something approaching the pagoda on the lake, maybe? I'm not sure, but I want to know. Um, and I hope this game is about discovering what is off off camera. I am intrigued, though, knowing uh, and listening to some of our recent podcasts about the tank garden element. So, um, you know, being Japanese uh, and having that element, I, I, I'd go for it. Yeah, I like the box art. It looks fun. And then uh, I think we all like Tang Garden, um, the ones that played it. Um, so I would play it based on that. Right. There we go. Uh, how do you think it's played? Um, got some hand management, memory. Hmm. Dra- okay, so we're doing a draft. Mm-hmm. We're collecting Open leaves. Open drafting. 
Some people want purple leaves. Some people want red leaves. Some people want orange leaves. Mm-hmm. We're collecting leaves. We're um, making a we're making a painting. Okay. We are making a painting of leaves. Just leaves of the garden. Well, mm-hmm. of 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 this period in 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 the season, a painting that visit, visitors will never forget. That's what we're doing. And so memory, though, so I'm guessing with the open drafting and the memory piece, like if you want to finish your set collection of maple trees or cherry trees, you're going to have to remember where that last piece was. What is the deer looking at? (laughs) I 47 Ronin. Oh, right. Okay. But specifically the movie, not like 47 actual Ronin. There's a drive-in across the lake and they're they're showing 47. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so we're really painting a backdrop for the theater. Yes. That all makes sense. Exactly. Though. All right. Uh history of the 47 Ronin. Or drive through movie theaters. Yeah. Or yeah, or drive it. Um, along those lines and thinking about the art. Uh, I did kind of do a sneak peek because based on the name only, I had no oh, clue. Dare you? I know. Um, uh, but I only did a a, a a quick sneak peek. So um, thinking about autumn and this idea, like fall festivals, uh, trees viewing, uh, reminded me of the cherry blossom festivals in Japan. However, there is actually a autumn. Uh, a mid-autumn festival that's related to the lunar calendar um, and many East Asian nations do uh, and traditions and culture do have this and so that kind of that idea of like connecting to Tang Garden and the viewing um, it was picked up in Japanese history in the Haiyan period uh, which is like the medieval Japanese period which was heavily influenced by some of the uh, Buddhist scholars coming over from uh, the Tang dynasty in China uh, that influenced especially some of the Japanese elites during the period. Um, and so it's just one of those festivals that was picked up uh, about celebrating the harvest moon. And uh, so in kind of the, the fashion of the time would have been uh, creating these poems uh, probably, you know, writing them in a calligraphic uh, style and sometimes uh, annotating them with images as well. And then uh, many would celebrate it with certain types of food, which I'll talk about in a moment because food is always fantastic to bring into any discussion. Um, but there would also be uh, places where you could go out to view the moon on boats and things like that. And so uh, it was picked up in the Haiyan period and then um, potentially on hiatus during the Meiji uh, period, uh, but was uh, is a, a big tradition again uh, today. So uh, some of the foods that are eaten and celebrated with this are uh, dumplings, uh, and chestnuts, as well as uh, sweet potatoes, which in Japan, they normally have the smallish yellow sweet potatoes um, that they would eat. So uh, just all these kind of like very roundish moon-like uh, apparatus. So 
that's that's uh, kind of where this idea of moon viewing in the fall would have come from and correlating with all those seasonal traditions of fall. Um, apparently, though, the Edo uh, Castle, which is now called the Imperial Castle with the Imperial Gardens, um, was not constructed until later. So this festival would have been something that would have been uh, in place because uh, Edo and the Edo clan uh, were built up during the, uh, uh, just before the Tokugawa period. And so. Uh, I looked up Mamiji and it could mean one of two things. It could be specifically talking about the leaves of the Japanese maple. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the time of year where the leaves turn reddish. Okay. Specifically the Japanese maple that turns, the leaves turn red. So it's so, kind of that period of time in the year. But the Japanese maple, don't they turn red earlier? Because the Japanese maple is normally a red purple? I don't know. Oh. I didn't get that far. I just found I what it translated to. I the there. Japanese maple was different than, say, North American maples. Uh, they might be. I'm not, uh, what is that? Horticulture? Right. Study of trees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. An arborist? I'm neither of those things. A botanist? A botanist? There's a lot of things you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, you guys want to know how to play? Okay, so, uh, we are visitors to the Imperial Garden attempting to collect leaves and create the most valuable collection. The game ends when the leaf deck is empty. Players get points for the leaves and acorns they've collected, along with any objectives they've met. The player with the most points is the winner. The first player is the last to have picked up a leaf from the ground. Does anyone remember the last time they picked up a leaf? (laughs) Yesterday? All right. We were on the river and she kept putting leaves on things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So then Kate gets to go first. All right, play will go clockwise around the table with each player performing one of three main actions. So you can either collect leaf cards from the general display. So the general display is going to be a series of columns with each column matching one of the leaf suits. A player can select one of the columns and take all the cards from that column into their hand. Prior to selection, the player can pay one acorn to add four new cards to the general display from the deck. If a column is ever at six cards and you draw and you would get another card, you're going to discard that card instead. And your hand limit is eight. So if a player's turn ends and they have more than eight, they must discard excess cards down. So that's uh, option one. Option two, you can play leaf cards in your personal area. So you can play cards from your hand to your personal area, and the cards will go to piles based on leaf type. So each pile will be stacked so that only the top card can be seen and the lower cards cannot be looked at. Each column must start at zero, and each subsequent card must match the lower card or be one higher in sequence. And then the cards go zero, one, two, or three. So once a three card is played, that column is closed and a Tori token is placed on top, and you can never play that suit again because you only get one column per suit. Uh, and the number of number of cards to play, so one to two, so you can play one to two of the same type of card to a single column, or you can play pay play play two or more cards and activate activate the acorn bonus. So in the bottom left and right hand card, there could be uh, acorn icons, and if you play more than one card to your stacks. Uh, you'll collect an acorn token for each matched acorn icon at the end of the player's turn. 
And that's could be on the cards that you played, but it could also be acorns for cards that you've played previously. Uh, but you have to play at least two cards to different piles in order to do that option. So those are your two ways that you can play cards. And then finally, the main action you could choose is you can activate an objective token. So you can spend three acorn tiles to activate an available objective token, and you put the token in your personal area and you become the owner. And that'll be important at the end of the game. A player also has two optional actions that can be taken once each turn in conjunction with their main action. So you can use a landscape ability. So each player is going to have three landscape cards, each with their own action, and these actions can be used once per game. So you're going to place an acorn token on the action to activate it and mark that it's used. Uh, for our first game, it does suggest that we all have the same powers and it specifies which ones we have. Uh, and then in future games, you would draft the powers so you could all have different powers. Uh, so for our first game, we'll have the same powers. Uh, I already said all that. Uh, so the powers that we have, you can either uh, do the play a leaf card main action and you can skip one number. So instead of going one to two, you could go one straight to three if you wanted, or you could go from zero to two. It's up to you. Uh, or you can do the collect leaf main action and you can choose two columns instead of one. Uh, you must take the whole columns and you can't take more than four cards if you do that. And then finally, you can rearrange the piles in your personal area in relation to each other, not the cards in the pile, and then take two acorn, token, acorn tokens. Uh, and then finally, you have an option of discarding two cards and obtaining one acorn token. So the game ends when there are no more Tory tokens or the leaf deck is depleted. Each player will then take one final turn, including the one that triggered the end of the game. And each player will then discard any acorn tokens that were placed on their landscape cards and final scores are tallied. So for each leaf pile, you'll earn points by multiplying the number of cards in the pile with the number shown on the topmost card. So, and then each acorn is worth one point, and then the game puts in yellow and pink ones, and it's just different values, so you can make change or whatever. So pink ones are worth five, and yellow ones are worth one. And then each player can then score the objective. So we'll go through all the objectives that are in the game. If you meet the requirement, they gain points. So if you're the owner, you'll get 10 points for that objective. Anybody else will get three points. Uh, and if the players are tied, they will all get the same number of points unless you're the owner and then you still get 10 points. And the player with the most points is the winner. In the case of the tie, the player with the most cards in their hand is the winner. And if it's still tied after that, the victory is shared. And them's the rules. Let's play. We just finished a game of Momiji. To recap, BP had 36 uh, yellow leaf points. Kate had 50 brown leaf points. I had 57 purple red leaf points. And Kiwi won with 65 orange leaf points. Uh, winning strategy, Kiwi. Get piles, get numbers on them piles, stack them piles. Yeah, no, I just tried, tried to have as many different columns as possible. And then when I saw the one objective that was like, have the topmost, I just made sure that there were no zeros. And I figured I'd be able to take that one. And I barely did. Uh, anyone else? Um, I guess 
I, you know, I was trying to pay attention to the objectives and try to get one of those before somebody else yeah. took it. That's, it, I should have done that. There, were, I won two of them. I think that I didn't own. Mm-hmm. That I, yeah, it was probably, really hard to know which ones you were gonna. Yeah, I think one of them I kind of pulled off towards the end, and then the other one, um, I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, theme, Kate. Did you feel like you were in the uh, autumn of Japan, looking at maple trees in the Imperial Palace? no (laughs) uh i was collecting pretty leaf cards though Mm -hmm. that the purple one was nice could have just been colored cards with numbers on them (laughs) yeah no yeah right there with you they yeah there was no theme suits of cards (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh table presents pp i mean the cards were pretty though but they were also the same yeah, I think that's the problem mm-hmm. is like the best art was on the landscape cards, which you never really looked at. Mm-hmm. Right. The leaves were nice, but there was also like five suits of leaves or six suits of leaves that all looked the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the the iconography, I mean, if you did not have a chart, you would not understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the art may catch your eye walking by, but then you would see, oh, it's like suits of cards. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would really grab your attention beyond a quick glance. Yeah. And I think it'd be one thing if you had them all spread out, but the fact that you stack them, like... Yeah, but they're all the same image, so yeah. right. I don't know that... But I, I, I think, like, if you were passing by the table, though, you wouldn't immediately notice that they were all the same... Um, you wouldn't notice that they were all the same image. You would notice just the all the colors, and that mm-hmm. might catch your eye, but then as soon as you saw that they were all the same, then yeah. you'd go from there. I was yeah. also hesitant Could- to put them down because I like didn't want to nail down my my acorn status. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that'll get into rules. Um, well, yeah. So mechanics, uh, Kiwi. What did you think of it mechanically? I mean, I there was nothing that really popped out at me, and I think the mechanics kind of. I felt like they didn't necessarily all go together. It was it, clunky. Yeah, it just seemed disjointed. Like the acorn thing was weird. Like some. You have to play certain cards to trigger acorns, and other times it doesn't trigger mm-hmm. acorns for no reason. And the refreshing the stacks was weird. Yeah, I got away with not having to do that for a very long time. But it, I mean, well, I don't think you got away with it because it obviously hurt me in the end because I never got any cards. Because even when you're gonna draw, like if you refresh, you might get more to the pile you want, and then you have more cards. I noticed like you and I towards the later game had like Kiwi and uh, Kate had like full decks of cards and we had like a couple, but it was just weird. I don't know if it. Yeah, I didn't like that. And other than that, yeah, it's a good numbers on cards. The stacking of numbers was kind of neat, I guess. Also not like super interesting. Yeah, I mean, it made for a different type of scoring. I don't think we've ever played a game where like the right. stack, like right. the number of cards in the stack to the top most. But again, I feel like that's a game that you would play with a regular deck of cards. Yeah. And you're trying to get like a big stack, but get to the three. So it multiplies. Whereas like Kay had a mm-hmm. one that was zero. zero. Yeah. It's like I got no points for it. So that was, I guess, kind of interesting, but not like not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a stack with three cards in it and then it multiplied by one. And had I been able to get that two, I would have gone from three points to eight points. So yeah. mm-hmm. and I had the fewest number of stacks, but I had six cards with three on top so that was a lot of points 
Uh, rules? How was it learning the game and the iconography? Very complicated. Like, I, I think you said it, like, some of the stuff just didn't make sense. Like, listening to the rules and then seeing how it was played out, uh, I, I feel like even if I had paid attention to the rules, which I felt like I was when Kiwi was going over them, I still got into the game and I'm like, I am so glad I'm not first player because I have no idea what we're supposed to be doing and while. And there's two actions, draw a card. Actually, the first turn, there's one action, draw a right. card. And we all like spent five minutes thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Well, and and then... I I don't know, like it it just I, I had to ask questions like again about like I forgot what all these icons mean. And I, I, again, it would the, like none of it was intuitive. So it it seemed like, well, maybe you understood that your turn was basically just three actions like and there was a level of complexity to it. None of it was intuitive for just a card stacking game. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. When when we started and I scrolled down in the show notes and saw the rules, I was like, what? This is like a 30 minute light card game. <laughs> like, how are there so many rules? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of them just didn't seem to add or make. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I still don't get the like placing cards like you can do two of the same color. Or or two mul- or more it should just be placed two cards and then the acorn matching, but only if it's a new card. Yeah. <laughs> and it like to pay one acorn to do that um special ability to then rearrange it is like then to just get another acorn <laughs> it's like that that didn't seem to add up yeah uh kiwi yeah i would say for like the rule book and like trying to teach it i, I feel like games that are more clunky where or where the mechanics don't really match into the theme. I feel like games where the mechanics and the theme go together, it's so much easier to teach Mm -hmm. because it's like BP said, like there's an intuitiveness to it where it's just like you explain one thing one time and everybody kind of gets it because either mechanically it matches or iconography, it's super easy to understand. So a game like this where like it's kind of clunky, things don't necessarily go together. There's not like a good, you know, one-to-one correlation between the mechanic and like thematically what you're doing. It makes it a little bit harder to, to teach. Um, the rule book wasn't bad. It's just, it was, it was just hard to teach because of it. Player interaction. Um, I inherently there's not much I guess you should be watching other people's stuff so you know what objectives to take but like I mean I didn't really do that is um, that where the memory comes in because if so I think I cheated because like you on you could just hover over somebody's cards and see how many they had well no because physically you could see a stack and get an idea yeah and I think the memory might have come in from because there's only a certain number of each type of card oh. so remembering like what came out and what oh. like Card counting, oh, I gosh, feel like, yeah. is where the card memory is. Definitely not That's paying Not that. what I would call memory. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, I guess the interaction of BP refusing to refresh the deck. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it really wasn't much. I don't... No. No, there wasn't. I, yeah, yeah, there's really not much. Um, yeah, there wasn't even, like, like typically with the drafting when you're like, oh, somebody took my pile. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I felt that once. I didn't look until it came around to me to... Yeah. see what happens mm-hmm. and usually but and then the times that there were cards there like i had a, i needed to play some cards so mm-hmm. that you know i had them out there uh, yeah. yeah um yeah 
Would you play it again? Uh, Kate. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> it was very pretty. Um, it was pretty and pleasant, but yeah, not not great. Yep. Uh, BP. No, I don't even understand what the point is. <laughs> I feel really bad saying that out loud. Again, uh, it, the landscape cards were the prettiest cards, and yeah, I didn't activate any of those because looking at the iconography gave me a headache trying to figure out what any of that meant. And then I just couldn't even figure out why I would want to do the things that it wanted me to do. So either I am just not good at... Um, these types of card games or or no it's just not that interesting yep. no not relative to tang garden at all i feel like no it's that when i saw that developer i got excited and then it right. was sad. um as soon as yeah as soon as kiwi said numbers and suits on cards i was like oh yeah um and then i mean I, we played some like 10 that were at least like mechanically appealing but yeah then it was clunky uh, it's pretty, but you need a good game underneath the artwork. So, no. I'm also a no. Um, it just thematically didn't work out. It was hard to teach. Um, didn't seem wasn't all fun. that fun. Yeah, there was like thought to it. I, I was looking, I went back and I was like, Eric and I have played a game that was somewhat similar to this. And we played Lost Cities uh, from Reiner Canizia, which was like you were trying to get cards in your stack, but there was only one of each type of number and you were trying to get the most cards for each suit to like be the one who led that expedition. And that's yeah. what you got points off of, but you got points based on like how you're, and you could get negative points because you would like bet on the, mm. on that, the expedition yeah. as well. And that just made it like way more interesting and a little bit tactical in terms of like, oh, Eric's bet a whole bunch on this one. I'm about to play a shit ton of cards so that he can't do anything. Yeah, um, it was kind of a similar concept, but with a lot more interaction. And yeah. yeah. So I would much rather play that. And Eric, I went back and looked at it. Eric said no to that one. And I mm. said yes. And I think I would much rather play that one uh, and I never want to play this one again. Yeah, I, I'm sure I was. I'd have to go back and listen, but I'm sure I just because it's number and suits of cards, it's just not up my alley. But I think I, I would guess I said mechanically it was solid. Um, whereas this one's just not. So. All right, that was uh, Momiji. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or Twitter and Instagram, firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, as the leaves go rushing by and he stops to pick one up and says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.